on the 24th of July, um, there was one Sunday that, um, as far as time is concerned, we were in the UK, and I and I got to sleep only to about two o'clock in the morning UK time. Uh, so I decided to wait an, an hour to join in the uh, the diocese uh, 60th anniversary celebration worship service. So. Uh, because of time difference, I was not able to come into uh, the uh, worship service of this church, uh, even online. Um, as, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, that I always wake up in the morning and see how many, the, you know, the usher reporting, how many people are come, have come to the church service. But on that Sunday, um, Fuying and I, we have decided to to pay a visit to Holy Trinity Prompton, HTB, because from where we are staying to going to HTB is a long, long way off, right? Uh, even with, if uh, assuming all the, the, the train and the buses are on time, it will still take us about, according to Google Map, uh, 42 minutes, okay? So if it's Sunday, it's not so regular, it probably take an hour. So it's not really... Uh, naturally not the first choice of church we like to go to. But on this Sunday, we, we, we went nonetheless in the afternoon. And uh, when we, so I said, wow, we don't always come here and uh, let's go to Prompton. You know, Holy Trinity Prompton HTB has a few churches. They have, uh, they have a few, uh, they have, there's one in Onslow, there's one in, uh, uh, in Prompton, there's another one, can't remember where. So we decided to go to the main one. So we were there. And uh, Nicky Gumbo was preaching. Uh, those of us may not know who Nicky Gumbo is. Nicky Gumbo uh, was the person who made, who popularized uh, uh, the Alpha Course, right? Alpha Course Worldwide. Uh, Alpha Course was a baptism and confirmation syllabus of Holy Trinity Prompton in the local parish. Uh, he, 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 he took it, he, uh, he improvised it, he made it interesting, not just interesting to the British uh, audience, but there, there is a certain anointing that came. The only HTB can do Alpha better than anyone else. Right? So, uh, amazingly simple program, amazingly simple uh, a discipleship and evangelistic tools, uh, some of the jokes that he shared on Alpha course in the video, a lot of Asians cannot laugh, you know. So it's a, it's a British joke, you know. So nonetheless, it's amazing how widely it is accepted. It is uh, welcome in this part of the world. And I believe that it is more than 40 languages now they, are, they have uh, translated. So the long short of there was there was, there was his, uh, his farewell sermon. On the 24th of July, I said, wow, this is, this is amazing. We, I, I, we never heard that, I heard that he was uh, retiring. Uh, didn't know that it was his farewell sermon to the church. That was his last sermon officially as a vicar, as a pastor of Holy Trinity Prompton. Right? So after that, he was, uh, yeah, from that point onwards. So there was, when we arrived, there was, you know, uh, exceptional uh, food around outside the church. We haven't been to UK for a long time. Probably said they have changed the way that they uh, they welcome newcomers. They used to have you know all those uh, coffee, tea, and all that in the church. You know, you go to the church, you can take a cup, cup of coffee, you can sit down and worship the Lord if you want. If you don't want, you can sleep. Right, that kind of freedom. But it was outside with uh, you know people. So wow. So we listened to his. Uh, Sermon and 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 and, uh, and of course it was addressing the addressing the church right. After that, I say I need to say at least to to say thank you to him for what he has done. And I introduced myself in the midst of a lot of people trying to crowd around him. And 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 my wife and I we we, we got a chance to squeeze through. and said from Sabah. Oh, we love Sabah. I say wow, wonderful. You know that that all that. So. Nah, there was all that, 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 all that, and then we move on. Now, what, what, is, what was his sermon topics? His sermon topics was 
the best is yet to come. I, of course, he was addressing HTB, uh, primary. But throughout that, I didn't hear anything. I can't remember anything what he said about HTB. But the Lord was speaking to me. And, and, I, and I heard the Lord spoke to me for the church, for many of us, for people who are not having the best of their life or the best that they want it to be. Are you in a situation in your life that you can say to yourself, life cannot be better? Are you in a situation in your relationship with families, with people, with co-workers around you and they say that life cannot be better than this? Are you in a, in a position in relation to the ministry of the church, to the church, and they say that life cannot be better than this. Are you looking at your city, our city, our nation, and the nations of the world and say, life cannot be better than this? I'm sure we can't say that, right? If not all of the above, at least a few of the above. If we are in the time, we are in that kind of situation and state, I feel that the Lord is saying to us very loudly, the best is yet to come. Especially after the pandemic, after you know, many challenges, and uh, you know, we, we are going to have our, uh, our Chinese and English Youth Conference uh, soon in September. And... Uh, and we, we understand young people are going through tremendous, tremendous pressure. You know, nowadays we walk through town, we walk through KK City and we look at this hotel. Wow, this one used to be quarantine hotel. I say, wow, this is like, this is like a dream. It is a phase in our life that, it is, that was so real, the impact was, is so great. And we are yet to see the, the full impact of that is being unfolded. The wars around the world, unrest, chaos in the church, and so on. In society, in nation, people were losing their moral bearing. People were cheering for the wrong things, at least as far as God is concerned. And we ask our questions, can life better than this? Is it going to be like that? Is it going to just spiral down? You know, a downward spiral that we are not able to see the bottom yet. I believe the word of the Lord, the encouragement of the Lord for us is the best is yet to come. Let us pray. Father, we come to you, we acknowledge that Lord that sometimes in our life no matter how we look at it we hope that it can be better perhaps even we look back in our back and into our past and we say that we could have done differently and done better but Lord today we know that you are an eternal God you are a God who is not constrained and restricted by time that we need to comprehend and understand. Father, to, today we pray for your Holy Spirit to open up our eyes to see what you are doing in our lives. What you are doing in the lives of your church, what you are doing in the lives of our nation, our society, and the nations of the world. Father, we pray, O oh God, would you speak to us words of hope, words of life, words of encouragement today. We open our hearts to you, Lord, and we ask that, Lord, would you come by your Holy Spirit and through your words, speak, we pray, to us and also to the children who are gathering together. The Lord, let, them, let all of us hear no other voice but the voice of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why 
do we, what is, what, what is the basis for we to say that the best is yet to come? Because we just simply wish that it is the best is yet to come. Let's go to the scriptures. The best is yet to come because God is doing new things in your life. God is a God of new things. He's always doing new things, right? He never repeat the, you know, the, the, the same thing exactly the same way. Look at all the miracles that God has done that has been recorded in the scriptures. None of them happened exactly the same way. Jesus turned water into wine only once. Even the way that he healed the, you know, the, 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 the blind, he was so creative. Sometimes he speaks to the person, sometimes he uses uh, you know, clay, mud and put it on the eyes. And even the way that he healed those who, are, those who are sick, those who are dying. And uh, sometimes he will go to them. Sometimes he say that by your faith, you are well. By your faith, he is well. So, God is doing new things, always new things in our life. And, and in your life, in my life. And if, 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 we, if we understand God is a God of new things, then we will, have, we will know that He can do new things. He can do new things in your life. He can do new things in my life. In Isaiah 43, verse 19, we just celebrated our 18th anniversary as a church, Tennessee Anglican Church, uh, on the 22nd of August. This is the first Sunday when we enter into the 19th year. Right? We are, we, are of, uh, we are of maturity now. Okay, can, 18 years old uh, can do a lot of things, are given freedom to do a lot of things. 18 years as, 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 as a church, I sense that the Lord is showing that I can entrust you with greater tasks. I can entrust you with greater assignment. The Lord is saying that I can trust you to bear more. Beware. When the Lord says, I can entrust you to bear more, it is not only greater privileges, but greater challenges. The Lord is saying that you can take it, that's why I give it to you. If you can't take it, I will not give it to you. If you can't endure it and, and be victorious, I will not send you down this path. But because you're walking down a path that is so filled with challenges, because the Lord says, I can trust you to handle it. I can trust you to make wise decisions. For I put in you a spirit that is, that is an overcoming spirit. My spirit is in you. The best is yet to come. Isaiah 43 verse 19. Forget the formal things. Let's, let's read together. Forget the formal things. Do not, let's just read it again. Forget the formal things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and stream in the wasteland. You see, the Lord said, forget the formal things because the formal things does not restrict the newer things because I am the God of new things. And I'm doing a new thing. It's spring up. Do you not perceive it? Can you see it? I'm making a way in the wilderness, an impossible thing, a streams in the wasteland, unheard of. The Lord is doing things in your life and says that you have not heard of it before. So let us be encouraged, my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. This word of Isaiah came to Israel when they were not at the best part of their national life, nor religious or political life. But yet, it was, it was hope. And we saw the unfolding of the, of the new things that God was doing in their lives. And this God of Israel in the, in the book of Isaiah is still our God today. The very God that we worship. Today, this morning, the new things that God is doing is not constrained, determined, or determined, uh, or, or deterred by your past. God, you know, God is like a, the Chinese says, uh, like a like a four tattoo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Like a train, unstoppable. 
His way is unstoppable. He has determined it. He will do new things that we need to see. Why do we need to see? We're going to come to that very, uh, very quickly. Secondly, the best is yet to come because God has also has the end in mind when He speaks. He does not. He doesn't speak simply and wait and see, lah. See whether it will happen or not. He speaks His will. His counsel should stand. And let's read together in um, Isaiah forty-six, verse nine to ten. Isaiah forty-six, verse nine to ten. Let's let's read together. Remember the former things of all, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. My counsel shall stand. Some translations say, my purpose will stand. My purpose will stand in your life, in my life, in the life of Desert Stream Anglican Church. My purpose, God say, will stand in my church because this is my church. How can we be God's church and His purpose cannot stand? Be encouraged. Forget the formal things. There are two things that we need to understand that the best is to come because first of all, we need to forget the formal things and see the new things. And, but we need to remember the formal things of all. What, what are we talking about? Forget the formal things of, the, of defeat, of failure, of shame, of darkness, of sin. Forget it because on the cross, Paul says, all things are made new on the cross. Have you ever heard anything like that before? The past can be transformed. The effect of the past can be transformed, can be made new. Surely it is a new thing. The Lord also said, remember the formal things. Remember that I never change. I am from eternity to eternity still the same. What I say I do not forget. I will execute it. I will make it coming to pass. The best is yet to come, but we have our parts to play, you see. The best is yet to come. It doesn't mean that it's automatically, uh, we sit there and do nothing. And we keep all it, uh, you know, uh, praying, ask God, God, please do it, please do it, please do it. Today, I want to say to you that bef bef beyond the please do it God prayer, there are other prayers that we need to take up our responsibility to, to pray. The best is yet to come. We have our part. We, when we hear God's word speaking to us, when we hear these words that come to us today, when we read the Bible, when in your life, a word that you have received, you heard a sermon, you read a book, you, you attend a course, you, you, you listen to a video, you listen to audio, and something is stirred in your heart. What do we need to do when we hear God's words? Number one, believe God's words and respond. Last week, Leonard shared with us this, this, uh, this passage in Acts chapter uh, 2. Let me just read Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Acts chapter 2, 41. Let's read together. Then those who gladly received his, this word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls was added to them. It was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The disciples became, the apostles became so emboldened. They were so bold. They preached the, preached the word of God in the, in the, in the streets right after, right after their leader has been executed. Wow, not the best timing, huh? Lay low, man, lay low. What are you doing? But the Holy Spirit emboldened them, empowered them. When they spoke those words, they preached the gospel. They preached about Jesus. Lo and behold, it was not too many days ago when they celebrated Passover. They came together, they witnessed and endorsed the execution of Jesus on the cross. And on the day of Pentecost, seven weeks later, they came together for the feast of, the, of, the, of, of Pentecost and they heard the words and they gladly received his words. Is that all? They gladly received the words. The word of God is good. It touched my heart. 
It was, it's good. I agree with it. Is it all? They were baptized. I want, to, I, want to, I want to suggest to us that these are adults. You cannot grab their head and put them into the water. They were baptized. It was a response to the word of God. They gladly received his words, were baptized. They received, they baptized. When we receive God's word, there needs to be a response in, in, in action. Otherwise, just a good, just a good sermon. Excellent sermon. I remember one of the first few sermons I preached in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the cathedral, right? This one uh, uh, elderly brother who, 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 who practically, you know, uh, saw me growing up and came out to me and so encouraged, wanted to encourage me. He said, Kenneth, it is a very good sermon. I immediately say, I didn't say thank you, didn't say anything. I just said, go and do it, I say. A sermon is good if we don't do anything about it. We do not receive the benefits of it. If we hear the word of God, we hear the promises of God, we, it demands our response. If we are not responding to it, we are not putting up, we are not taking up, we are not, we are not stepping up in action. It is not going to bear any fruits. You understand what I'm saying? We're not going to enjoy, we're not going to see the will of God being executed in our lives. A lot of us, if not all of us, we've been hearing the scriptures, hearing the gospel. There are some of us here, perhaps online, or, or those of us who are present here, I'm not sure, probably online, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. I just feel that, you know, sometimes, you know, there, there, there was a time that you hear the word of God speaking to you and you know and you know that Jesus is what you need. Jesus is who you need in your lives. But when we come to the decision to be baptized, he said, wait first. My dear friends, the wait first uh, does not mean that the words that you receive, no matter how good it is, is going to bear fruits in your life. The church has, has, uh, has set up a mission school down the, down the centuries, dare I say. In this land, more than 100 years, how many students have gone through those schools, the mission school of different de denominations, all over the nations? How many times have they heard the gospel? I cannot count. I'm sure that you agree with me. Those of us that come through mission schools, every week you hear the word of God. In school, you don't need to go to church. But how many percent of this who have heard the word of God are enjoying the goodness of the Lord and knowing that it is God who has blessed them, unless, unless they responded to the word and take action, they will not be able to enter into the greater. For those of us, you may have heard the word of Jesus, the word of the gospel, the word of God that spoke so much to you into your situation. Always, I will say that always, Always when we hear God speaking to us, there is this part that God is saying that, what are you going to do about it? We're going to do something about it. For some of us that we have not been responding, I may I encourage you, the best will not come automatically until you respond. For those of us in the ministry who have been, who have been, who have been, who have been in, in, in the church for a long, long time, you continue to hear the word of God, you faithfully enjoy sermons and so on and so forth. But the Lord speaks to us the best going up to the next level, going deeper will not come until, unless you respond to what you believe. Those who will gladly receive His words, they believe and they were baptized. Only then, the 3,000 souls was added to the church. Secondly, speak. When we hear the word of God speaking to us, when we God, hear God speaking to us, speak God's words and expect. Right? Let's read from Ezekiel 37, verse 4 to 10. Um, okay, let's read from Ezekiel 47, verse uh, 4 to 10. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. 
Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. This is the account of the prophet Ezekiel when the Lord showed him the valley of dry bones, the vision of the valley of dry bones. The Lord took him to this, to this open vision where he saw the valley of dry bones. And the Lord asked the prophet Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ayo, Ezekiel said, why you ask me or you are God? Basically, my, my version, you know, Ezekiel, if, uh, uh, if, if he has been to, to Malaysia, probably he will answer, Oi, why you ask me or you are God, you should know better. And the Lord said to, to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones. Say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put uh, sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesy as I was commanded. The bones came together, but there was no life in it. Right? And he said to me, God said to Ezekiel again, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man. The, the, the words, the, there is a sense of urgency in God's voice. Can you hear it? Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man. And say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds of breath and breathe on this slain that they may live. So I prophesy as he commanded me and it came to pass. Normally I ask you questions. Why, 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 why did God send prophets to Israel, to the nations? Even today when somebody says, oh, this is a prophet, so and so, oh, this is a prophet, so and so. Now, what, what is the function of a prophet? Huh? What's that? Show us the heart of God. The prophets, right? The prophets always come and they, they you know, the style of the prophets, the says the Lord. The Lord is saying. It's always to speak what is on the heart of God, isn't it? Now, have you ever wondered why, can, why can't God speak himself? Look at this passage. Now, some of them may say, oh, because God wants to speak to, you know, a people. So, so he needs to use a prophet. He needs to use a human prophet to speak to human beings. Hey, but this is not speaking to human beings. This is speaking to dry bones, situation that is dead. This is speaking to the winds, the wind from four corners, from the, for the Spirit of God to come. God, you said it, lah. you already said what you want me to, to, to say it. Huh? It's just like sometimes, uh, you know, uh, parents uh, ask children, hey, you going uh, uh, to tell mom? You going to tell mom? Afterwards, uh, we, go, we, don't, uh, we don't go to and have lunch. <laughs> you going you go, you go to tell mom we don't go uh, to, to Dhamma anymore? Uh, we go, we go, uh, we go Lindas. So the child go and tell, Mom, after this, we are not going to, to Damai, we are going to, 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 to Lindas. And Mom said, Who said that? Dad said that. Okay, you go and tell Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this child was, it was it's, it's a prophet, isn't it? Huh? Isn't it? Isn't it? That they, no, like Fring mentioned that the prophet speaks the heart of God, speaks the heart, the one who sent send him or her. So this, this child is a prophet. If you have a child, if you've done anything to, to your children, uh, your children are prophets. They, they go to their dad, dad, we're going to Damai. But Damai point, la. 
no, 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 Then the father will say, who, uh, who said that? Mom said that. Okay, you go, you're going to tell, you're going to tell man. Tuss says that, you know. <laughs> oh dear. So, you know, the prophets, because we sometimes understand prophets, prophetic ministry in that way. Let me make it very simple. No need to be so complicated theologically or what, or, 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 or whatever. Let me suggest to you that looking at Ezekiel, now, let me ask you a question. How many times have you seen in the Bible when God wanting to something to come to pass, He will speak it directly and not through a prophet, not through a human agent? You can go back and do a search. There is none. There is none. There is not a single thing, even this account. God could have just tell Ezekiel, Ezekiel, these bones will, will, will live because it is my will, my purpose will stand. Stand back and watch. Stand back and watch. Don't do anything. Stand back and watch. There's always something a human agent that needs to speak the heart of God. Even before Jericho came down, even before Jericho came down, there was one voice that needed to be uttered before the voice, the, the wall came down. What was that? It was the shout of the people of Israel. When they circled around the wall of Jericho in silence, nothing was happening to the wall. Doesn't mean that God was not working. God's purpose will stand. It was the shout that activated it and the wall came down at the shout. Isn't it? The Lord has given you and I the power in the words. We mentioned this many, many times. But what are those words for? Those words are to activate what is the purpose of God. The word of God is powerful, we often say. Let us not be deceived by the enemy that you are to pray silently in your heart. Sometimes we speak with God silently in our heart. I do that all the time. But when I need to... When I need to... When I, when I, when I need to where I need to see the best to come, His purpose to be established, I pray. And I pray, I speak out with voice, with words, with sound, with groaning, with, ah! with all that kind of sound. Ezekiel say, as he, I prophesy as He commanded me. I prophesy as He commanded me. Prophesying, speaking, the best is yet to come is not name it and claim it. It is first and foremost of all we must hear from the Lord. Number one, number two, we must know the heart of God. You know, like, like, like what we read just right before us, when Ezekiel heard those words, he heard it from God. He knew it was God speaking to him and he spoke and it came to pass. It was not something that he desired in his heart. He must first and foremost know what is the desire on God's heart before he speaks. Is it name it and claim it? Yes and no. It is name it and claim it not according to our heart desire. It will never happen. It is witchcraft in nature, I mean. But when we know the heart of God, when we hear the word of God, do not stay silent. How often do we need to declare the heart of God to speak all the time because the best is yet to come. If the best is not here, it has not arrived yet. And we need to continue to speak and to pray. As we pray for the nation, many people have gone weary. When we speak, we didn't speak the downfall of any particular leader but we speak the restoration of the nation. We speak hope to the nation. 
We speak the heart of God and God will act. When Ezekiel spoke those words, who caused the wind, the Spirit of God to come upon those dry bones? It was God. Ezekiel didn't cause, didn't make it to come, but he just need to speak the words. Because you see, when God has created, we've said this many times, when God created the whole creation, He has only given words, uh, language, words to human beings. Because those words are powerful. And the gift and the calling of God is irrevocable. He's not going to take away from the words, from the power of the words from our mouth just because we, we ignore Him, we, we disobey Him, we sin against Him. No. The words that we speak are powerful. If we speak the heart of God, if we speak the word of God, we will see it coming to pass. But it also means that unless you speak, unless you speak. Remember the centurion who, who came to Jesus with a sick servant? Huh? And uh, he sent a delegate and uh, welcoming uh, in, uh, asking Jesus to heal his servant. He said, this servant is very precious to me. And, uh, and Jesus was about to go to his house. And, uh, and this centurion's servant say, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm not even worthy to welcome you. You come to my house, I don't know where to give you a chair to sit. Long. No chair is worthy enough to contain your presence. And what, what did he say? He say, Speak the word. Speak the word. To that, Jesus responds in amazement. I do not find faith of such even in Israel. We often describe the faith of that centurion as wow, he's powerful, man. his faith. He says, you know, Jesus is not known to be there. But what is the key that caused Jesus to say, I have not seen such faith because he understood Jesus who is the word incarnate the word of God incarnate he says speak the word and it shall come to pass today we want to hear from the Lord Lord Jesus speak the word to me that I may number one believe and respond number two that I may believe and may speak your words and expect things to happen. If Ezekiel didn't expect things to happen, he speak the words and he walked away. Ayo, I'm so, so embarrassed, man. Let's go speak to dry bones some more, all this. No, he, ex he's, he, he stayed. That's why he saw the dry bones coming together. And he was able to interact with, uh, with God, you know. I mean, God asked him, do you, do you see life? And they said, there's no life. He was able to interact with God on a miracle. How miraculous is that? He didn't stop there. He interacted with God on the miracle that has happened. How many of us have ever seen dry bones coming, come, come, coming together? Maybe not a sight that we want to see. Lah. We go to the graveyard, dry bones coming together. Uh, not actually a sight that we expect to, to see. But nonetheless, Ezekiel interacted with God and God, God left him to the next and to the next and to the next because he spoke the words as he was told. Speak the words into your life. When we pray, speak it out. When we pray, speak it. Because speaking it is also enforcing our belief. Number three, preach God's words and affirm. Preach God's words and affirm. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10, let's read together. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Again, speak the words. You, the, 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 power, the, the word of God is, is, uh, is, uh, is powerful. The word of God Come to us, we need to speak it. If we believe in Jesus, we need to say that I believe in Jesus. I believe in God Almighty. I believe in, 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 in the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. We speak it, our faith. 
is strengthened. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 to 17. Let's, read, let's go on reading. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by reading, and by reading of the word of God. Hearing, not just reading. You can read the word, but unless you hear God's voice behind those words, those words are just mere words, nice words, logical words, sensible words, words with high moral standards, words of wisdom. If we read it, it's only a writing. I want to suggest to us that the word of God is so powerful. It is so powerful, you touch a little bit, it will be changed. You know, we, we, uh, we like to watch movies and uh, Marvel movies, you know, when, the, when Jane Foster was there. I don't know who Jane, Jane, uh, uh, Jane Foster is. Oh, a lot of you know who, who, who Jane Foster is. Uh. I don't know who Jane Foster is. Jane Foster is, is, uh, is Thor's uh, girlfriend. Who is Thor? I think anybody knows Thor? No, yeah, okay. No, no, nobody knows, knows Thor. Okay, no, uh, never mind. <laughs> Jane Foster has some supernatural power in, 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 in her. He, he, she she receives it not, 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 uh, uh, not, uh, not intentionally, right? It's so powerful when, when the policeman touched her, wow, she was thrown back. That's power. But that is not all that, that what's inside her can do. What inside her could do in the story of Thor in the Marvel movie, comic la, ah, comic la, it can conquer the entire universe. But as far as Jane Foster is concerned, that's all she knows. You touch me, you bang, bang you. Ah. You'll, be, you'll be thrown off the balance. But we see that, we say, wow, there's power. My, 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 my dear friends, the word of God is so powerful. Whenever it is preached, does it bring result? Does it invite heart respond? Yes, it does. But it is, there is power that yet to, yet to be seen. There is a power that yet to be seen. The best is yet to come. We have experienced the goodness of the Lord, the power of the gospel, the power of the word. Do not stop there. Do not stop there. Because those words that we, that, that we read in the scriptures is more than just the word, the Bible you know, the, 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 the Bible, there behold, it contains the word of the one and only living God, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who holds our destiny, our future in his hands, the one who can set us free from our past and do new things in our life. That is his words. The one who can speak, his purpose shows them. That is his words. Do you hear it? Do you hear that voice? When you hear it, respond. When you hear it, speak and expect greater things to come. Yes, we are to preach the gospel. Yesterday, Dean Musa was sharing at the Diocese uh, uh, prayer meeting. He says that, you know, he says that we are, we are, we are called to make disciples. I, I responded immediately on, on Zoom. Not many people came, can, can come to Zoom to pray yesterday. The enemy is at work. Anyway, so I responded, I said, yeah, Amen and Amen. The Lord did not, Jesus did not ask us to make converts of all nations. He asked us to make disciples of all nations. We must begin with converts, but we must not stop at converts. Because the Word of God is more powerful than turning the hardened hearts into converts. He can turn converts into mighty prophets and mighty miracle workers. That is who he is. How do they be so strengthened? It is the word, it is the word, it is the word of God. Those of us who are interested, 
I mean, especially in our Western mindset, we are, we are, we are so logical and so rational. Right? We are so logical and so rational. You know, the Word of God, the Bible, many parts, those who believe, though, I'm talking about Bible believers, right? Bible believers believe that the Word of God is a lot of do's and don'ts. Thou shall not this, then you better don't do it. We measure, we measure the, uh, the, uh, the, the faith and the Christ, uh, of, of, a, of a Christian, but how many things that the Bible says don't do it, you don't do it. Think about it. We measure the faith and the purity of a faithful Christians by what the Bible said you cannot do on one hand. The other hand, in, in, the, in, the, in the same, in the same, in the same uh, uh, Bible-believing you know, uh, uh, reign, that you only do what you're commanded to do. To, to do. Nothing more, nothing less. I would to, if I were to tell someone, can you sweep the corridor outside? You go out there and sweep the corridor outside. And you, and you, and you sweep it and you throw away the, the rubbish and you turn, you look at the corridor at the back full with leaves. That says, the pastor, sweep the corridor in front. Corridor at the back, I check, last check, no command. Don't do. Now some questions are like that. What the Lord tell, you do. What the Lord didn't tell, you don't do. We treat the word of God like that, then we are missing it all so badly. But Bible-believing Christians who, who, who live like that, do they experience the goodness of, of, of the Lord in, in their lives? Yes, just like Jane Foster. Remember Jane, uh, Jane Foster? There is power manifested the favor of God upon, upon this person. But just like Jane, Jane Foster, these Christians, believing Christians, Bible-believing Christians, do not, do not even yet to see, have not even yet, have, have, have yet to see the full release of the power of the God who speaks those words. Have you ever played the game, uh, the, using card no? to try to see who built the tallest tower. Or sometimes it's building blocks. Let's say, try to build who builds the, 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 the tallest tower. Right? We played that before, right? So all the blocks, whether you use wood blocks or cards, we all have the same kind of cards, same kind of weight, same kind of dimension, right? But some can build taller. But no matter how tall you build, there is a limit, right? There is a limit where it will fall. The Word of God is not a cage. A cage that says that you cannot operate outside this. Thou shall not, you shall not do. The Lord commanded you to do this, you do this and no more and no less. We are not, if we treat the Word of God like that, we are legalists, we are Pharisees. We are slaves to legalism. But the word of God has to be a structure, solid foundation upon which we built. Just like you built the Tower of Cards. You can build any shape, any height, but there are certain principles that will not allow you to build further. The word of God must operate as such. There are laws of nature. I cannot build any, any shape of the building that I like. When, uh, when the, when the, in the, during the Beijing uh, Olympics, when the Chinese wanted to build the bird's nets, you know, the bird's nets, uh, it was an almost an impossible structure. It was, an, it was an artist's impression of how it should look like. But there are laws you cannot break. You cannot make a birthday like that, just stand like that. So there were, there were, there were engineering uh, uh, works involved. There was, there was principle of physics involved. It was on the drawing board. Can we do it? Can we make it stand? So once they begin to make it stand, there was a loud applause. 
they have they have seen the you know the, a, a new thing, a new possibility. But does it mean that we can build anything? No, we can't. Likewise, there are spiritual principles, spiritual uh, laws that we cannot violate. How do we know what spiritual principle not to violate? What spiritual laws we cannot violate? Hear the speaker of the words and know to speak the heart of the speaker of God's words, God himself. If we know him, we will know that this thing is not permissible. If we know if we know him, we will know that when we sweep the corridor of the front church, we can also sweep the corridor at the back. Although it was not commanded. Do you understand what I'm saying? The word of God must be a structure upon which a foundation upon which we build. Jesus said that I'm the foundation, I'm the cornerstone. He didn't say I'm the cage. He didn't say that I'm the, I'm, I'm the house. He said, you are the house, isn't it? You are the house. How many of us, except those of us who live in Tamanza, how many of us live in exactly the same house? We don't, right? You are the house. I'm the house. The house can take many shapes, but there are certain, certain principles you cannot, we cannot cross. The cornerstone of the house determines the shape of the house but not the design of the house. The word of God is the cornerstone. Jesus himself is a cornerstone. So when we preach the word, my, 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 my dear friends, what are we preaching? Do we just preach a set of rules, do and don'ts? This morning when I woke up, I didn't know whether I should have eggs or not for breakfast. I've been having eggs. So I asked the Lord, Lord, should I have eggs or not this morning? I didn't hear anything. Oh. So I dare not take eggs, you see? The Lord did not command me to take eggs. Honestly, this morning I didn't take eggs. <laughs> no, not because I didn't hear the Lord's command. Right? <laughs> because I know that I have choice to, to choose. Unless the Lord says, thou shalt not take eggs on Sunday morning. On the lost days. You understand what I'm saying? So when we preach the word, when we preach the word, what do we need? Re- Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. Let's read together and then we will, we will close. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony and that did not love their lives to the death. They overcame the enemy of God, the adversary of life, by the word of their testimony, by their word of their testimony. Well, this is a very powerful word. The word of their testimony. First of all, it's a testimony. Second, it's the word. The testimony, you know, it's like, it's like somebody who, who, who bear witness, a witness in court. They give their testimony, right? Recently, if you've been following some of the court case around that, you see how, 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 how lawyers, some, some of the uh, uh, news porters, they actually, you know, uh, quote the, the exact conversation, the exact uh, Constitution, the lawyers and, and, the, and, the, and the witnesses and they are trying to say that you know like witnesses they, they say certain things in court but the court needs to d- determine that did you did you have first hand information did, did you experience it did you see it did you go through it if it's not it's hearsay hearsay is not good testimony it's not even the testimony to begin with Testimony is something that we've experienced ourselves. To the, to the extent of you and I experience the power of God's words in our life, that is the extent of the power of words that comes off our mouth. We preach the gospel. Is it because we just follow, download some, some proven you know, uh, 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 methods, program, then we preach the word? No, it has to come from our testimony. The word of testimony. How do you experience, how do you build up this testimony? Believe the word and respond. Speaks the word and expect. And then you can preach the word. And when you preach the word, you affirm the goodness of Lord. You affirm the, the, the veracity 
of the authenticity of God's words. You affirm it both for yourself and for, and the, for the hearer. So preach the word, my dear friends. The best is yet to come in your life. Start with believing. Go on with speaking and preaching. Speak the words of God into your situation. In prayer, speaks the word. In life, testimony, preach the word. And say that I'm not telling you something that I am not, I have no first-hand knowledge. I'm not preaching to you something that is a hearsay. Even this morning, even this morning when I, when I, when I say this to you, it is so important. When we hear the word of God speaking to us, the Lord say that this is what you should do. If you believe that this is what you should do, you should walk in this way. If we delay in responding, you know, delay obedience is no obedience. Just because that we agree with God does not make us an obedient Christian. We must walk in it. We must speak it. A lot of times they ask, Lord, do this. Lord, do this. Can you imagine Ezekiel say, you know, when God say already, uh, prophesy to to the breath, prophesy, son of man. There was an urgency, God, in God's voice. Did you hear it? But Ezekiel may say that, wow, God, you're so, why, why you're so urgent? You are so kanjong. You, you, uh, you, uh, you, uh, you speak yourself. Lah. After you got mouth. Ah. There is an urgency of God's voice for us today. He sees that the best is coming. Prophesy my children, in that respect, prophecy is to speak the word. In that context, prophecy is to speak God's words concerning you. Sometimes you say, God, would you do this for me? God say, hey, what are you doing? Speak and, you know, act upon it. Let us add on to our prayers. There's no lack of prayers like, Lord, please do it kind of prayers. No lack of it. There's no lack of even prayers in the, in put into songs to say, Lord, please do it. The Lord said, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you silent? When we speak, things will happen. Preach the word. Preach the gospel, man. Share. You say, I am not a preacher. Never mind. Tell your story. Tell the word of your testimony. Tell it. You can tell it many times in a week. You can only preach once a week. On the on the uh, in 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 the in in the pulpit. You are you and I have been put into so many different positions in life, so that we might speak the word, speak and declare God's word concerning your life, your family, and the church. This morning, I want to invite us to speak what we believe. Let us together stand up and, and, and speak the foundation of our faith. Speak out what we believe in the Nicene Creed. This is our faith. This is what we believe. This is our God. Let's speak out what we believe in the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, one in being with the Father, through Him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, He came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was born of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered, died, and was buried. On the third day, He rose again in fulfillment of the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and His kingdom will have no end. 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, He is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.